0: Shot clock turned off. Calvary. Hall. eight the
2: shoot. Hall. The runner. Loose ball. It's good. Williams Goss comes out of the pack. Matthews for three. Oh, my goodness. Morrison.
1: Six. Fires.
2: It's time. For Zag Hoop Talk with Jack and Zach on the Believe Podcast Network.
1: Oh, wow. Here's Jack Ferris. They found mold in my apartment. And Rob Zachary. All I was thinking about is like, how do you know which things to use
2: to wipe? Believe in the Zags. Bonus pod. Congratulations. You are listening to a bonus pod. Pat yourself on the back. Rob Sacre is about to go one-on-one with his former agent, Greg Henke. It's it's a phenomenal talk. You're going to learn some stuff about Rob and about the business in general. So good on you. You've already won. You know how else you win these days? That's right. You know it. BetOnline.ag, the NFL season in full swing. I unfortunately uh, relied heavy on Kyler and the boys to get it done up in the Emerald City on Thursday. And uh, as you're listening to this, you know I was wrong. But you know what? There's there's more football. There's more football to be played, Buckaroos. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any other place. And there is also the online casino as well. So head to BetOnline.ag today. Take advantage of the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's BetOnline.ag. Sign up today. Okay, here's Rob and Greg from the corner.
1: Greg Hankey. Thank you to the show, buddy. It's been a
0: long time. How you been? It has been. Hope things are going well with you during this crazy moment. We're
1: not going to talk, talk politics. <laughs> for, the, for the listeners here who listen to this crazy podcast, and they're, they're trying to listen to Jack, but unfortunately I have to be the captain of this ship right now. But for the listeners, this is my old agent, Greg Hankey. And he's gonna tell some uh, crazy
0: stories. I I hope about being an agent. I, I don't know if I'm able to disclose any of all the, <laughs> the stories that we've been through.
1: I don't <laughs> want to. to hey, I don't need you to disclose anything about our relationship. But I'm just asking about just what is it like to be an agent and what is it like to be in that world and, and you know dealing with players and the, I just, it's just a lot, man. I don't think people understand.
0: Yeah. You know, when, you know, you see a lot of different online universities, when you start Googling, you know, wants to be a sports agent, you get all these different things about sports agent university, or, you know, some gimmick to, uh, to get rich scheme, right. That These people are putting out there, but, you know, when I first came into the industry about well, when it came in the industry 13, 12 years ago, whatever it was, when I met Keith Kreider at Edge sports, you know, he said to, him, to me that was pretty, um, it's pretty honest. I mean, he said to me, I don't care where you went to school. I don't care where you worked at. All I care about is how thick is your Rolodex, right? Because if your fishing wire is only going to go a foot deep, but the other kid's going to have, you know, go as far as you can go, he's going to take the other kid regardless of where I went to school or anything of that nature.
1: Now, weren't you, a, weren't you an intern for a bigger, we don't need to talk about who the agent was, but weren't you an intern for a bigger agency before you got to Keith?
0: Yeah. You know, I, I after I graduated from Illinois, I, I actually um, at that time was working with the Chicago Bulls training academy and um, kind of networked my way uh, with individuals who knew um, the agent in Chicago, a very prominent agent, and they got me in the doorstep. Um, I, I just I learned the basics of the trade, right?
1: Man, what, is really, what, uh, is uh, what is that? What is the basics of like being an agent, just being slimy? <laughs>
0: uh, you pretty much, yeah, you you got you to be the, the snake in the grass in, the, in a sense of um, you know this is really I think I, don't, I think this was before Facebook or maybe even before Facebook became prevalent. You know, we are out, you know, we put a list together and then we go out and and we put the names and emails of of different kids. And the way we got these emails and names were, I mean, I found every little, you know, way to try and get it from either the university or the student directory or um, 411.com was actually a really good one for me at the time. (laughs) Really? yeah, you know, you kinda of go on the the kids bio research where the kids from, where the you know, where the parents are, uh, who the parents are, I should say, if you know, maybe there's any um relatives that live in the same area and just kind of Google it and just start cold, cold calling. And luckily you'll find someone there that yeah, who knows a kid or you know, that's my kid, you know, it's my son and and then you kinda of just roll with the flow, right? And just hope for the best during the conversation that they say, okay, well. Let's do a follow-up call with my son as, you know, in, the near, in the near future. So, you know, the basics of it is simply finding the kids, putting them to the lists, and then getting the contact info. That's your that's your foundation, really.
1: And, and right? you're right. And I was going to go back to like, it must be frustrating because you'll go into it and then all of a sudden, kids like, "Yo, give me." I want this. Gimme, give gimme,
2: give
0: gimme, give right? <laughs> I'm just being serious, right? It just, it's never ended. I I think what what's happened, I mean, even before my time, right? I mean, probably during, you know, you probably have, um, you know, friends whose fathers played in, in the league and, you know, maybe that mentality was still there, but I feel like, things have gotten much worse in that respect. In what way? Where it's now it's now about a give me now situation versus, okay, great. I love what you have to say and what you can provide, but I want you what can I get immediately from this relationship, right? So in a sense you're you're just buying the relationship with with money, right? And that's that's the only thing they, they care about. And and it's hard and I I hate to say that where you know not every kid is like that i'm not trying to put you know all the good kids in one pot but you know greater than 50% or 70% <laughs> for sure. and I mean, i'll even move up that statistic to 90% you know <laughs> well yeah, very rarely very rarely do we come out of a meeting saying you know the kids are, oh that's great i love it let's do it it all ended with cool so do you provide any any training funds or are you going to pay for my training and yada, yada, yada. Oh, yeah, so yeah. And that really was the hiccup there, right? Because at that point you're just buying the relationship. You have no, no, inter, no personal um, connection there whatsoever. Besides you're a loan shark. Right. right. So, right. you know, when we came out, if you remember, that's what we came out with you. You know, we kind of were very honest and, and straightforward and said, This is the deal. This is how we structure it. And we do it for this particular reason. Right now we could, we could give you that, that money for the loan and all that jazz. Right. But God forbid you wanted to, you know, flee the ship. You're beholden to the agent. Right. You got to pay it back. Right. It's, it's going to be in the, in the contract or an agreement somewhere, not in the NBA contract, but in an agreement somewhere.
1: No, Not but right. I, Do you think a lot of guys know that though? Going into it, like they they're gonna pay that back. Did you? I feel like you hear these stories that like guys go broke and all this type of stuff for
0: real. And it's basically because they have to pay their agents back, right? Um. Well, going broke is there's many facets of it. Well, I, we, we, we know, know why they, they go. I don't need to discuss. But, yeah, <laughs> I mean, driving the Lambo on their rookie contract and that is the first indicator of things not going to go well for them. Right. Uh, um, you know, you see all the, the bigger groups, and I won't even name them, but you know, you can Google them and, and you see where they are. Um, they always get, you know, the num- you know, the number one or number top ten, all the lottery kids um, and they get it for what reason? Because they're willing to buy the relationship. It's, mm-hmm. it's straight up. It's just flat out, that's what it is. Um, I, you know, it's, it's, like I said, it's been like that for probably when I was a baby, right? Yeah. When David Falk and, and kind of reinvented the business. And, um, you know, it, it's just the way of the world. It's just, you know, the, the chips you have to play with at times, but, um, it sucks, right? Because deep in your hearts of hearts, you want to build that relationship with that kid to have a prosperous future. But at the end of the day, all they look at you is a bank, essentially. Well, Greg, I didn't. Uh, look at you really? a bank. Oh, I know, I know. I looked, I looked at you. I looked at you as a as a, a scumbag.
1: Uger. As a scumbag. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> you you loan shark. Oh. I will say, you know, the 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 one thing that with the agent business. Um, You know, when I came in, you know, a long time ago when I was a teenager, someone asked me, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? I didn't really know what the hell I wanted to do until good old Tom Cruise and Jim McGuire came out. And, you know, that that really, I felt, set the tone for a lot of people in the industry to get on the horse and start riding away and trying to become an agent. Same thing he did with, you know, Top Gun, right? (laughs) Um, After Top Gun, there's a a flood of – enlistments in the, in the Navy that want to be fighter pilots. So, um, you know, with, with that said, you know, being an agent has, was a great ride. Um, but I think I made the right decision to exit when I did. Um, just because now was just a, a really turbulent time for a lot of agents that are trying to get their customer, their clients, uh, placed either overseas um and then you know seeing what's going to happen with the league right with the salary cap um i believe what's decreasing now or maybe yeah i believe it's decreasing so um it's you know it's not going to cut a lot of revenue from the bigger agents but when you look at the turn of the boutiques or the agencies that really depend on two three four guys in the league you know and then a majority of their guys overseas they're you know, they're going to pick, they're going to be drowning. I'm not, right. you know, they're going to be it's very simple as that.
1: Right. You think, um, I know it's a crazy, like you said, it's a crazy time all around for everybody, but it's just a weird time for sports, man.
0: Like just the worst time for sports. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like... I, mean, I mean, you have, you have the Toronto Raptors looking to, to get out of, uh, Toronto, you know, to come to the States just to play in the season, right? Because Canada's laws that restrict um, international um, travel, internet foreigners foreigner from going into their country. So, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a worst time, worst time. I mean, just a multi-billion dollar industry. And now all of a sudden, you know, who knows what's going to happen now? Right. 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 Um,
1: it's just weird times. And, you know, I know you, you and I would talk all the time and I know you're out of the game and everything like that, but it's, it's funny because, you know, especially with now going on, I, you don't have to deal
0: with people's bullshit. I, you know, I, you know we, we live and die by the fax machines, um, sort of speak to the, you know, obviously we don't use fax machines and emails and everything of that nature, but, you know, you wait up every morning looking at your emails, thinking is today going to be the day he fires me? And then like when you get that email, sometimes it's like, God damn. There goes. You know, so and so dollars. Right, right. That, right, who, can right. I, who else can I
1: But also, you're also thinking, whew, thank God I got rid of him.
0: Oh yeah, there's been plenty of those. <laughs> there's been plenty of those that, you know I, I i don't like to give up on a lot of players but and it's you know when i was with uh with keith um you know there's a player that we that we had and he was you know rated as a lottery pick um coming into the draft and a lot of uh, you know a lot of baggage coming with the kid and you know, I remember him, you know, to the point where he was screwing up so many times, Keith goes, all right, well, this is your, this is yours. You, you take it over and you see what happens. I'm like, all right, don't worry. He'll, he'll be, I'll take him, you know, to where I need to be. And, you know, he'll, you know, I'll ride him all the way through. He'll get back to, to where he needs to go. And, and back to the NBA, he goes, nope. Needless to say, you know, 12 years later, I think he's incarcerated. <laughs>
1: Wait, is this the same guy we're talking about that has been incarcerated, but the, the rap sheet? Six times. <laughs> six, or six or ten times. I don't know why I'm laughing about it, but it's just.
0: And it scared me to death because I was in a car for this, for this guy. For, and he could have chopped me up for all I know and, and spit me out into the side of the road. You know, I was in Fort Wayne, Indiana, where there's nothing but horse shit and dead deer. Sorry Fort Wayne. No, no, that's Fort Wayne in in a nutshell right there.
1: Um but it's just it's weird because and I don't think people realize though like there's just so many talented guys out there. There are like, there are there are so much talent out there in this yeah. in this in this world and and you always hear the whole like the whole spiel like man I should be I should be, I should be in the league, man. I should be this. I should be that. And it's like, eh, you know what? Uh, look at your rap
0: sheet. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what they're thinking, right? I mean, I, you know, they can have all the talent in the world, but their mental capacity was, you know, absolute zero. I mean, when I meant mental capacity, I meant like work ethic, right? Or me with no, mental just, capacity, like, right? Mental capacity. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's. I sent you a list early. Oh no, I, I didn't. I was gonna send you a list of the biggest busts on there, and I think that I worked with three or four of those guys of the top twenty busts that were like five star athletes in in high school. But, you know, and I won't. I I can't. I won't.
1: No, please don't. Because you, then you're gonna have death threats, and
0: you know we don't need all that. Uh, this show
1: is a big show now. Okay
0: right. Chicago's quarantined now, so you have to go through the National Guard to get to me now.
1: <laughs> oh, is it? You guys have National Guard out there now?
0: No, uh, they will eventually. Oh, boy. They, they will. It's going to get to that level, trust me. No, I believe it. Um, but, you know, with with the guys thinking that they can, you know, that's the first mentality, right? I mean, think about it. You play basketball for so long and you're told you're the greatest thing since sliced bread. And then, you know, you're killing these different leagues and you go to a small school, you're, you're doing well in that league. And then it comes down to become a pro. And, you know, he may be averaging 22, 25 points a game in this small school, but, you know, it doesn't really mean anything, right? And the, in their mind, they're thinking to themselves, man, I'm first round. I got to get to first round. I need, you know, blah, 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 blah. What can you do for me? And at that point, you're like, shit, what, the, what do I do? Like, you're stuck. Right. Right? And those right. are the things that I hate when I went to the meetings and, and the guy said, all right, yeah, so how are you going to elevate me in the draft? Um, you know, where do you see my stock? And it's so funny because we always – I mean, we were pretty brutally honest. No, you were very far. honest. You know, and, and a lot of guys would say, oh, your first round and you know, don't worry, You we have the juice to get you drafted and so the guys get filled up with all that crap. So, you know, and then NBA draft night hits and <laughs> you don't even hear your name called except for call from your agent for a summer league deal. Um, but it, it's, yeah, the, the, that racket of of thinking that you're already in the league when you haven't really you know, been through the process is is just still mind-blowing to this day because I know it still goes along. I I had a couple phone calls last year of some guys saying, hey, can you draft this – or I'm sorry, can you represent this guy? I know you're out of the business, but can you help him out and blah, blah, blah. I'm like – and I just took a shot. I said, okay, well, tell me more about him. Well, you know, he's averaging 25 a game at this college, but – and, you know, he thinks he should go first round, but I think he should go second round. I'm like, wait a minute. Stop. That's (laughs) the same (laughs) mentality. That I hated from the very beginning and reason why I pretty much left. <laughs> I don't want to hear it anymore, man. Like hey, you, guys, this, you know what, you know where you're supposed to be in this world or in, in the draft, right? I mean, if you're coming from Kinesis College or whatever, it's Kinesis University and you're averaging 27 a game, why the hell do you think you're a first-round kid? Well, right? Or Stony or Stony Brook or Well,
1: I've you know, seen Damian Lillard. I watched Damian Lillard.
0: He came from Weaver. That's a, di- that's a different man. He was averaging like, what, 29, 30 games. Something like that. he, that's a different animal, right? Like when you're at that 29, 38 point a game, you know, obviously you're going to get a lot of looks regardless of, um, you know, regardless of, of what school. But then, you know, once the, the, the quote unquote scouts, you know, pick your game, you know, they either they'll love you or they'll either hate you. It's one of those two. And these scouts in today's world are guys who have never picked up a basketball in their life. That's the, that's the thing people don't know is it's all about analytics now.
1: It's not even – some of it's not even about, like, basketball. Like, they they don't even know what real basketball is. And, hey, hey nerd, come pick up a ball. I'll show you how to – I'll show you how to put this ball in the hoop, you nerd. Like, it's crazy. It's, it, it, it It really is – I, and I'm I, I I say this all the time on the show, but I like I try not to be biased, but it's like it it's a different game now.
0: Yeah, it it is. And you know, I think everyone wants to play the Billy Bean strategy, right? Remember Billy yeah. Bean, he's the president of the athletics at the time the GM of the uh the A's, but you know, everyone is is falling so reliant on analytics and you know where you score from this side of of the rim and, you know, all this crap. I mean, they have it down to the science, but, you know, I I think that people are weighing in too much on it and it helps, but, you know, you know, and when you have a a basketball field and you're, well, when you're a scout and you kind of see a guy play, you just know he can play, right? Regardless of the analytics, Right. Right. And uh-huh. the analysts can't really tell you anything more than what it's than what it is, just the stats and numbers. I mean, there's more to it. Like I said, there's ooh, mental. I mean, the mental game of this is enormous. I think it's I feel it's probably 80 percent of what you need, 20 percent of talent. Right. I mean, you played with Kobe. I mean, you know, for a fact, you know, he came um, and worked his butt off since he was a teenager. Right, I, I remember I heard this amazing thing that, you know, when he was, um, you know, he was playing in a in a summer league tournament, didn't score one point. And I remember he said that his dad came to him and said, "Son, I don't care if you didn't score one, you know, if you don't score at all during the rest of this league, I'll still love you." And for him, that was kind of the mentality of, "All right, shit, I should bust my butt and, you know, get to what I want." Right? I, I feel a lot of kids. In today's world, when they're, that, when they're that young, their parents put so much pressure on them, and they just kind of lose out in the game. They lose the love, right? And so when you lose love, you don't really care about it. You just go off of the talent, but you don't have the mindset to keep working at it.
1: that makes sense? Gonna, no, no. That's why I'm going to be Tim McGraw on Friday Night Lights with my
0: kids. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me – He goes, he damn, girl. Ball, goes, I feel bad.
1: He goes, "Damn, girl, you all grown up now." Because I see you drop the lamp like you dropped the football.
0: Oh my God! You're gonna, you're gonna come in your in your white tidies. And there's Q on the couch with his with some girl.
1: Hey, 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 we don't need to go into details around here. Yeah. I just be like, yeah. "Hey, Q, you, you can't put the ball in the hoop. What's wrong with you?" <laughs> you
0: know. And then you're gonna have make. I make there's no doubt you're gonna have. Like a, some duct tape in your hands or something, wrapping that ball around. <laughs> no, i trying to punch it out.
1: No, there's a lot of pressure. I know you had to deal with tons of parents as an agent. That's
0: probably it, was your biggest headache. You know, it, it was. I, I'm just trying to think. You know, I've had some interesting parents, um, you know, somewhere in a sad situation where you knew they were writing on the kid to, as their lotto ticket. And that's a lot of pressure, too, because, you know, here you are, like, you have their kid's son, and your job is to make sure they're employed. But in the back of the parents' mind is, you better get my kid drafted so we can live on this paycheck. (laughs) Um,
1: (laughs) It's sad, man. But but the thing is, people don't see that, though. People don't really actually see the whole dynamics of sports and where, like, there's so much that comes with it and and there is pressure that these kids and that's why you, you see all the, the the alcohol abuse and and drinking and smoking and all that other stuff oh yeah it's, man cuz the pressure is real man
0: and i don't think people realize that the pressure is is like yeah it is real and the guy just want to escape from it right like with with the guy that i was talking about who who was arrested a hundred different times <laughs> I mean, six of those or five of those were from, you know, cannabis charge uh, charges. Oh, really? And he didn't. Yeah, I mean, you, and I mean, that was his problem. Yeah, he, <laughs> he would have been the governor by now. And then you have, you know, the domestic batteries oh, after. Wow. Oh, I didn't know. Um, that. Yeah, that was later. He graduated. Um, <laughs> Stop
2: oh we're
1: gonna laugh oh. at someone's misery but it's okay it's
0: not ours uh, No, I, I you know <laughs> but the, the pressure is real and, and the kids i just you know with the parents and the kids just kind of going through it and they know that there are they are the paycheck for the families at times not all the time that every not every family's like that i'm not trying to again i'm not trying to bundle one scenario with a you know a, a group of families every family dynamic is different i just see like a trend that that has been the the thing right i mean um you know the majority of of recruiting especially through the parents have been pretty good i I should say i mean they you know they were open they you know they wanted to know that their kids best interests were going to be um taken care of um but then you just had like the you know by percenters who look at <laughs> elevating up. Here comes my Ferrari, here comes my Ferrari, <laughs> motherfucker. Right, Yeah. Oh, oh. gimme, give gimme, give gimme. Give oh. Gimme, gimme, and, and he knew who they were because the moment you were in the meeting, they, they, they just stop you and they say, okay, well, so uh, this training, you know, how much are we gonna get? You know, what's this uh, training looking like? And I know the gimmick, the training simply means how much you're gonna give me. Right. All that, right? just it all comes down to that from the very beginning um but you know with with the guys and drug abuse and um the alcohol is, the alcohol abuse i mean it's well i shouldn't say abuse um, it's, <laughs> sometimes it's, it's still just still a young. good time just sometimes a- sometimes it's a good time <laughs> do we abuse a lot back in the day
1: uh i wouldn't say it was
0: abuse i've asked for damn sure i gotta plead the fifth on this one <laughs> but it was it was a you're sure a hell of a well you remember oh we had that, some fun my one, friend yeah but but you remember that one guy who just kept going you know who kept going out and out and out and out you know what I'm, you know what i'm talking about i do know my rookie year yeah
1: yeah <laughs> yeah
0: yeah, you I mean, mean, he he was he was a machine, a
1: machine. Hold on, we're gonna so, pause this real quick. we're gonna pause this. All right, uh, Greg, I'm sorry about that, but I know we, I had to cut you off real quick, but I had to to deal with a diaper. It wasn't even a diaper. We're potty training, and we had some some real.
0: You know how that. Is. You gotta get your house. You gotta get your house in order, man. Oh
1: my goodness, it was it was. Exodus. I was so scared. I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. There was, there was a lot going on at just one moment, but no, nah, dude, oh, you're goodness. right. Like that. I, I know who you're talking about going back into that old, uh, that spiel of, you know, alcoholism and the guys like to party and, and it's just, it's, it's weird. And I, you know what? I think it happens more when you go overseas. Too, because you
0: have nothing else to do. Absolutely, man. I mean, you you know it best. I mean, you've you've had your share in both domestically and internationally. You know, domestically, you're fine, right? You you kind of have your support around you. But when you're a lone ranger, you know, you know thousands of miles away in a country, you have no idea what the hell they're talking to you about,
2: <laughs>
0: and what and what the fuck you're eating. You know, like it's. You know, it's crazy sometimes. I mean, you gotta just—the only thing you can fall back on is going to the clubs and, you know, doing your thing. Absolutely. Uh, you know.
1: Hey. But hey, uh, going to Europe now, I know you've had to deal with some crazy European. Oh God. I mean, they. And are, how do they get out of? of how do they get out of players' contracts?
0: Because they know that's their deal, right? Like. Oh. They're brilliant. Those guys are brilliant. I mean, oh, don't, 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 don't take Europeans for, you know, a love just drinking a- socialism. A of don't cold. get them used for socialism. Yeah. Don't, don't, yeah, don't get, don't get it twisted on there. But they, they are creative. <laughs>
1: what was they are Like, what, what was some of the best like ways of getting out of a, a contract? Oh, hey, Greg, hello, Greg.
0: Well, first and foremost, the, the, you know, you got to go in Europe. When you talk about Europe specifically, you know, you got to cut them in half like an apple. The left side is, you know, Western Europe. The, the, the right side is Eastern Europe. Right. And when you deal with Eastern Europe, there are two, I mean, those are different, different animals, different.
1: Yeah. <laughs> in they no got, way?
0: You got money, but my God, they are more than cutthroat. I mean, they will just simply, I mean, I remember there was a kid, he, God, I forgot who the hell it was. But I remember it was in, uh, in Ukraine. Oh, God, He got there and all of a sudden for two days and then they were just pulling some crazy shit, I think because they made it, lost some sponsors. So they didn't want to pay him his money anymore. So they put him in a, in a crap house, like, you know, with no electricity, no running water. Um, and he was, you know, they said, oh, tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. Just by the way, in Europe, as you know, is always tomorrow, manana. There's always tomorrow. Okay, tomorrow turns into next month. Next month turns into, man, I'm getting the fuck out of here, dog.
2: Yeah, <laughs> Yeah.
0: You know, this is pr- pretty much plain and simple because they know how the American guys react. They know how they, they know how to push their buttons. Right. I mean, you know, the, the one I love the best was another one in Ukraine, by the way, Ukrainians are the the funniest people and the Russians, but uh, the Russian teams, but the Ukrainians have it. I mean, he, this kid we had was in a cup team and, and, you know, they just wanted him out so bad that they started giving him these extra practices. At 5 or 5, 5.30 in the morning, every single day, oh. hoping they would break. And I think it's went on for like months. And I remember about two months. And at the time I was dating, you know, Kelly, um, when we first started. And he used to blow up my phone. I looked in the middle of the night, two or three in the morning, five phone calls straight through. Just wanted me to pick up. Just wanted a bitch. Just He didn't nothing but just a bitch about what was going on at two or three in the morning. And I look right. at this phone every right. single morning and I'm like, Nope, <laughs> you deal with it. I'm not right. doing that shit. <laughs> you, you signed up for this, man. You deal with it. It's, um, it's, it's a but I, I will say he, he did. He sucked it up though. And he, I mean, he finished off that season and, 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 Quite honestly, the funny thing is after all that shit, they resigned them for like a one or two year deal after that. Really? So yeah, they, you know, you know, when they don't, when they fall out of love with you, they can really, you know, and if you show that you can, you're like the guy for them eventually, they'll like, they'll stroke you off and, and anytime you want. So, but yeah, they, they went from hating him to like, all right, let's give him back another couple of years. I don't think he lasted another, another two. I don't can remember that. What happened after that? But like I said, the Eastern European block is is something different. Now we didn't go to the Western European block: Germany, Spain, France. Um, well, maybe not so much Spain anymore, but you know Germany for sure. At least when I was in the industry, you know the employment law was was pretty. It was like the U.S. It was very strict. You know so it's really hard for them to really get out i mean if they want to get out they can find ways but they had a little more honor in contracts
2: <laughs> you, know, um, honor.
0: you know it's not like i mean japan is like a different i mean that's a whole new level of honor. yeah right, right? I mean, yeah no it, that was a different it, you know, animal like you can do a handshake agreement with them and they you don't have to do any. that's all you need and they'll honor it to a t right, right? Yeah. and i remember when you know i remember keith goes there's just no honor in these guys anymore. It's all just a, they just want to sign it and then break the contract later. I just, that's all they want to do is they want to test you out and then they'll find you a way to get out to get you out of there. But international ball is tough. I mean, if you know, I remember all the kids like, Oh, I'm going to go to Spain, Italy, France, because all they think about is going to be partying and get the girls and that they don't know about the roaches, you know, you know, the no electricity, you know, (laughs) Broke ass, you know, car they give you that's on its last leg. I mean, yeah, those are the things that, that they don't tell you.
1: But and it's that's not, that's yeah. also on
0: like the extreme low end too, though. There's
1: uh, there's some good uh, at, at the same time. Like if you go to like a top club like Barcelona, you know, you're oh yeah, you're, you're getting Mercedes. You're getting on the other. It's it's that's different, right? I mean,
0: it's. Yeah, I mean, you you better be a fucking hell of a player to to land on Barcelona or any of those bigger clubs, right? I mean, they only can take one or two American players, but yeah, I mean, and if if you can land on those, yeah, I mean, you're you're in a spaceship going to the moon, right? Right, no problems. But they they you know they always still mess with you a little bit. Um, I, I mean, there's so many stories of international ball, like I I, I can just if I had like an hour and a pen, man, I can just start getting all. And how many hey, times we're going we to have another episode.
1: With... We're going to have another episode of this for sure.
0: <laughs> Maybe this time we're going to have uh, one of the guys actually playing overseas and come on board and tell them how the experience is going. Yeah. Just, uh, I'm, I'm curious. To see, I'm I'm curious to see how things are going over there now.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, I couldn't imagine what it's like to play right now. It, now, are leagues going – you, do you even follow basketball or anymore? Or you just
0: – Yeah. No, no, no. I still follow it. From my – when I was informed um, that a lot of leagues haven't even started yet, I, you know, I, I think he, you know, he did say that, um, you know, teams have postponed the, the, the leagues, the league starts. Now, whether they're getting paid – that's my question. I want to know if they're getting paid. Because remember, when you're an agent and you send these kids overseas, these teams pay you via the sponsorships that, that they receive. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. So if these companies aren't making money overseas, they're not going to simply give out their sponsorship money to the clubs. The clubs aren't going to pay the players, and now you're five months behind playing for free. Right. And then the agent is simply. Saying to themselves, "Fuck, where's my agent fee?" Because, as you remember, Rob, like the agent picked. Well, if he does a direct deal, it's ten percent. So you know, if you send a hundred grand, you're gonna get ten thousand dollar commission. It's pretty fucking nice. So when you're relying as uh, and you know for that as your sole income, and you have a few of these, and these teams aren't paying you, uh, you're screwed. Like. How the hell do you run a business right now? Yeah, dude. Right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, just any business, right? I mean, even the restaurant business, or but as it relates to the agent business, I mean, unless you have a number of MBA guys to kind of swell your your pool of funds, I think you're kind of, you know, putting your dick between your legs and uh, hoping for the best here. See,
1: you always have to go there. You always have to go there. <laughs> Always have to go there. There's kids listening to
0: this, Greg. Like Sons of the Lamb.
1: Oh man, for real. No, uh, I I it's a tough, it's a weird time, like you said. It's a weird time for everybody, and and you know, I just I feel for those guys and those teams and, and I feel for everybody throughout this whole situation. It's not it's not a normal time. And um, you know, just I just think about I think of one story overseas, and it deals with me, and it was when you guys were trying to get me into China, and they said I wasn't. Oh my god! And they said I wasn't black enough.
0: Oh my god! See, I don't want to get to that level because I, <laughs> here I am. There you know, I have no no rock to stand on here, right? I'm.
1: Oh. You know, this, Oh, I couldn't believe! Teacher. I said, "What, Greg? What do you mean?" They said, uh, "You're like, dude, I've never dealt with this before." He goes, "They said you weren't black enough to hire you." I said, Excuse
2: no, me? Man.
1: Well, I you're guess man. I got to change. I- I- <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> You
0: gotta go get a tan, buddy.
1: Yeah, I guess I gotta go down to the Bahamas and go get a tan for a little bit. I couldn't believe I said, "Wait, I lost a job because I wasn't black enough."
0: Damn. Oh yeah. We're,
1: well, at least they're yeah. honest. At least they told me how they really feel. That's the truth. <laughs> <laughs> I completely forgot about that. You did. Oh, oh man! Oh I God. forgot. I was like, wait. Uh, they're not gonna give me that much money f- because I'm not black enough. Damn. Yeah. Well, I guess racism. They, they may, have,
0: they may is- have given you the job. They just maybe you know they would have given that money. You know, <laughs> know, just because of the, the tone of your of your skin, the tone hey, of your your pigment.
1: One hundred percent. One hundred percent. But hey, Greg, I love you. I appreciate the time. But I got a meeting later on tonight, so I can't. I can't. Uh, be on this too long we could talk about this all day so i greatly appreciate all your time and effort man and i, I hope you listen to some of our shows a little bit more yes you, you i i know man i i you don't do anything like on your ride you don't do anything on your drives so when you drive no, to work listen to our show i will i will well i appreciate I you i appreciate you a lot brother i love you a bunch man no
0: problem man thanks thanks for having me on and for the those who want to become an agent, good luck.
2: <laughs> From the corner, and it's over. saga! the slipper still fits. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.